Hello and welcome to Incast, Incast's new podcast that delves into the trending issues shaping the world of public relations. Hello and welcome to another episode of Incast. Today I'm here with Lisa Vanderpool, a vice president at Incast. How are you doing, Lisa? Hi, Sam. And we are here today to talk about higher education. And my opening question to you, Lisa, is in all your discussions with our various clients in the space, what would you say are sort of the key priorities and challenges facing mm-hmm. uh, marketers and business leaders mm-hmm. at higher ed institutions? You know, I think it they really mirror a lot of the general challenges we face in the media landscape right now. There's a lot happening in the news. It's just a very, very busy news cycle. Mm. And so it's, it's super competitive. So, you know, ah. they are really interested in recruiting students. They're always thinking about that. They're also um, a lot of the time thinking about fundraising right. and just thinking about showcasing the various thought leaders. And so, you know, it, it takes a pretty concerted strategy to do that because all of these reporters who are pitching, both trade reporters and reporters on a national desk covering higher ed, just have a lot of news coming at them at all times. So it's competitive from a pitching environment. Mm-hmm. You feel like the stories that you're trying to tell are uh, are different or sort of falling, I guess, com- competing for the attention of the journalists for a start, let alone being stories that could break through and actually get their attention. Absolutely. You know, it's funny because a lot of the education stories right now do tie into what's happening in Washington. You right. Know, you've got Betsy DeVos. Mm-hmm. You have how the tax plan is going to affect universities. And so that, you know, there's a lot of stories in um, major publications like Chronicle of Higher Ed that actually mm-hmm. are coming out of D.C. right now. So as it is, there's just that a lot of That adds another noise. layer of it, complexity. It, exactly. As opposed to a time when um, there isn't as much going on in that realm where, you know, they might actually be looking a bit more they're always looking but it's just the bar is set that much higher so i would say that in spite of uh sort of the the added complexity of sort of you know policy wouldn't these schools still face competition for recruitment for funding Mm -hmm. uh and even the challenges of some consolidations of the business issues that face other you know commercial institutions how um, how are they dealing with that and sort of what role does marketing have in that mm-hmm. scenario? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh, yeah, they're they're extremely competitive with each other, um, always kind of looking at, at what their competitors are doing. And so I think they're, they're looking a lot more to marketing um, to get the strategies for how to stand out. You know, the messaging has mm-hmm. to be um, really on point, mm-hmm. even for the most top tier universities. And um, looking at what types of data they need to showcase their mm-hmm. thought leadership. That's really big. Kind of carefully picking um, the most interesting and newsworthy thought leadership platforms. Right. So I think it just, um, it just again, just like any company or organization right now, all of those things, uh, sort of how your news ties into the bigger story mm-hmm. um, and all your messaging, everything has to be very on point. And so your marketing um, and your PR partners have to be really sharp as well. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the- the media landscape mm-hmm. who's writing about higher ed yeah so actually a lot of people are um, okay. it's really you know there's a healthy mix of trade publications mm-hmm. um, that we look at uh, from the most uh, sort of 
one that most people look to, the Chronicle of Higher Ed on mm-hmm. down. And then all of the national publications, you know, Wall Street Journal, New York Times, they all have several reporters looking at um, the higher ed beat. And then, you know, a lot of other education-related beats, like early education, things mm-hmm. that fall under that mm-hmm. arts education, you know, sort of the sub-beats under higher ed. So there, there's it, it's really most publications. So what is it? take to break through to one of those national books. Yeah, yeah. so um, I think just like a lot of media exclusives always help getting an early look at whatever the news is, whether mm-hmm. it's a new president or a new study coming out, a new sort of innovative way of uh, releasing a course. There's a lot of, uh, one of the bigger trends is sort of an online education. Mm-hmm. A lot of huge uh, sort of Ivy League universities are really picking up activity into that sort of online realm and and they all want to get attention for it. So yeah, targeting those reporters, exclusives, the first time doing anything, new data that's never been done before, just kind of bread and butter things. And so I often, I listen to, you know, NPR a lot and um, I'm always hearing, uh, you know, academics quoted as experts in a field is that something that the, the there's the opportunity to uh, to promote professors as thought leaders in their field and or you know deans and sort of leadership in general? Yeah, absolutely. I, I was I was a reporter for a long time and professors were always among my favorite experts because mm. you know theoretically uh, well, you know, they've got they credibility they right there. Credibility. They no don't bias. have an axe to grind, right? They don't have a bias. They're just right. this is this is their area and right. they're sort of looking at all the trends and mm-hmm. they're always up to date and so it is it's such a great way um, to look at your different professors and um, figure out how to you know highlight them on your blog a podcast you know coming out with an ebook and trying to sort of dovetail you know what they're talking about to to newsworthy stories um, mm. it is just is a great thing when I was a reporter I was constantly going back to various professors um, of advertising I was right. on the advertising mm-hmm. beat and once I found someone who was well-spoken and kind of you know could um, give good quotes right. I would go back and back and back right. yeah. is there a, a seasonality to PR for higher ed one would assume that mm. you know peak period when when students are you know considering which schools to go to yes. or I don't know what other kind of seasonal mm-hmm. highs and lows there are but does that have to be factored into your planning it does um, and I think that whenever you can take advantage of timing mm-hmm. with things like that it's going to help of course around back to school it's noisy but it's always a good time mm-hmm. applying to college right. is, is a really good time and then when school lets out that's another kind of inflection mm-hmm. point so um, it all depends on the story but definitely it's it's important to to consider all of those times of year so to wrap things up lisa in your opinion what's like the number one hot button issue in higher ed right now yeah um one common thread that's uh runs through a lot of what we talk about is really proving the value of a university education and arts education it's not just to become a wonderful oil painter actually Mm. you can apply these skills to a lot of different professions once you get out of school because of course college is so expensive and that's a really big deal how do people afford it how do people access it and then what's the value afterwards so i think that's something that we talk about a lot and it's it's become very, very, it's just getting more and more important, proving the value and, and what far-reaching effects that college education can have. Fascinating. Well, thanks as, a, as usual for your expertise, Lisa. Thank this is you. great. <laughs> and that was InCast with Samantha McGarry. Thanks for listening.